Well, welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International. And I'm delighted today to have as my special guest, Lars Du Christensen from the UK, but originally from Denmark. Lars, it's great to have you with me. It's good to be with you. So uh, today, leaders will be joining us from uh, cities around the world, uh, often church leaders or city leaders who are passionate about transformation. So we're really excited about hearing your story. Um, So let's just go back a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about you uh, and Denmark and your beginnings. Oh, well, Uh, thanks for that question. I love to talk about myself. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Well, uh, some of you would know Denmark. It's a very small country, and Christianity is quite actually also small in in Denmark. Uh, So I grew up in a pastor's family uh, and uh, became a pastor myself uh, quite early on. A pastor's kid to a pastor. Yes, exactly. I, I, I didn't have much creativity, so I just <laughs> repeated the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, her parents were teachers, and oh, she was yeah. adamant she was never going to be a teacher. But guess what? She's a teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, well, I hope there was a bit of calling in it as well. At least I think there was. So, I think so. Yeah. So, so I started quite early on as uh, in church leadership and um, been doing that in Denmark for nearly 30 years before I moved to the UK. I have a wife and three children and I actually have two grandchildren as well. Oh my goodness! Three children. How old are they? Well, uh, the children are thirty-one, twenty-seven, and twenty-five, and my two grandchildren are four and zero. She's only three months old. Wow, that's exciting! Yeah, uh, really great. And um, and you and your wife now you you moved from Dan- Denmark to to the UK. Yes. What what brought you here? Well, uh, my wife is a researcher uh, at King's College in London. And part of the deal with them was that uh, she should be located in London for a year as part of a three-year project. And I simply, okay. I simply tagged along with her. So that was the deal. <laughs> you tagged along. I like it. But uh, so you're, you're on my uh, Talking Transformation uh, podcast today um, because of an amazing projects that you've developed um, initially through the church in Denmark and now through the church in the UK uh, called STEPS. Yes. So tell us, Lars, what is, what, how do STEPS help churches transform communities? Well, uh, STEPS is a, a course uh, that helps people work on unhelpful behaviors. And that's all kinds of unhelpful behaviors. Okay. Both the hard ones. So like uh, dependencies, chemical dependencies, uh, but also the more soft ones, which is low self-esteem, different kinds of fears, anxieties. You could basically take everything uh, that we as human beings find really dreadful to carry with us, <laughs> things that we are sick and tired of, and then you can take them through the process and find help to receive the help of God to find freedom for whatever it is that you are dealing with. Wow. And I think the coronavirus right now is is causing a lot of us to be challenged about some of our um, addictive behaviours. Um, on my soul food on Sunday uh, show yesterday, I was talking about um, the fact that we are... 
we're losing some things that we've overvalued um, in our lives, you know, and we're gaining some things we've undervalued. And actually what we're going through uh, right now is a huge time of change and transition. Um, but your program is, is about trying to do that deliberately and helpfully. It is, yes. I mean, one of the pictures that I, I use to kind of uh, make sense of what we're going through right now is a picture of a ship in the storm. So if you are on a ship in a storm, you, you typically find out where are the weak uh, spots on the ship. Uh, what are the things that really don't work? Uh, and it seems to me like that's what I'm hearing from a number of people and even detecting in myself to a certain degree that uh, under a pressure like this, you are facing your own inner demons. Uh, some of the demons that you may be able to quiet in a busy lifestyle, but when you're under pressure like this, they seem to show their face quite significantly. Yeah. So, so how does it work? So if a church um, wants to help people who have got unhelpful behaviours, how does your programme steps? How does it help the church do that? Well, uh, it, it's, it's developed in a way that should make it very easy, very accessible for churches to use. Uh, you don't have to come up with anything. Uh, we have a very clear manual that shows you from uh, very initial steps how to do this, what you need to think about, what you need to do. So everything is kind of thought through and developed uh, because this has been developed over uh, 15 years now. So it's, it's a quite mature program, if you will have it. Um, yes. so, so everything is available. All the resources is available. All you actually need to do as a church is to make the decision, the call on, do we need something like this? Do we have people who are struggling with unhelpful behaviors? And, and do we kind of see that the activities that we have now, of course, they are helping a lot of people with many different things, but they may not be sufficient for, for all that we are trying to serve as a church, both within yeah. the church, but definitely also in the community that we are trying to serve. Yeah. So, and this is what I this is what I love about Cinnamon Network International. I mean, I founded it, so I should love it, shouldn't I? But actually, you know, for somebody like you that's worked in this area of helping people deal with unhealthy appetites, addictions, behaviors, you you've worked in this area for 15 years and to capture the 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 foundations of what you've learned and to put it in a program that another church that doesn't have that experience can take and learn from and use, this is just so powerful, isn't it? Mm, it is. So, and it definitely felt like part of the calling, actually, from the early days. It, it, it's a long story and, and probably be too boring to tell the whole story, but it definitely felt like a God thing when this whole yeah. thing started. And from quite early on, in the team that I was working with, we had this sense of we need not to keep this for ourselves, but we need to develop it in a way so we can give it away to uh, other churches that want to serve their communities with this particular program. Yeah. So how many churches in Denmark have replicated steps and how many churches here in the UK have replicated steps? So in Denmark, it's at least 20 churches. It may be more, but uh, a conservative guess is, is 20 churches plus. In the UK uh, right now, it's just been released to other churches in the UK. But in the UK, we have five churches now uh, working okay. with the program. Yeah, that's great. And, um, 
you know, people are very familiar, well, are aware of kind of the um, the Alcoholics Anonymous kind of approach, you know, to um, shedding um, behaviours of highly addictive behaviours, you know, does does your program draw from some of that oh definitely it does uh, so we are using the the 12 steps taken from the uh, aa and i mean if you look at the story of aa it actually came out of a christian revival movement uh, the oxford uh, renewal movement and uh, in a way we are just taking it back to the roots uh, to the biblical principles that uh, that we find behind each of the 12 steps. So you can say where you're in a traditional 12-step program would operate with an undefined uh, higher power. Uh, we talk about going through the 12-step with Jesus Christ as the higher power. Okay, okay. Um, that's interesting. So on, on the AA program, they talk about a higher power and just leave it kind of anonymous, if you like. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, because yours is a local church program and it's been designed by you, it's actually specific about 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 God revealed in Jesus Christ. It is, and we use the biblical stories to illuminate the steps. But we are also doing it in a way where we we wouldn't, for example, say the Word of God says that. We would say the biblical narrative would say that. So we leave it with people to to kind of decide the pace of their own faith journey. So, yeah. so on a steps course, you would have Christians who are growing in discipleship by finding freedom in different areas of their lives alongside unchurched people finding faith while they are working on their different issues. Yeah, amazing. And somebody could do the program and benefit from it and maybe not become a Christian. Oh, definitely. We've, we've seen quite a number of people doing that. They, they would typically move in the direction of faith, but not necessarily make the decision of faith. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that makes that makes sense because it isn't uh, it isn't being Christian digital, is it? It's it's definitely analog. There's a an adventure to uh, exploring life with Christ. So that's that's great to hear. So could you tell us a story of of somebody you've worked with um, who's been helped by the Steps program? Obviously, keep it anonymous, but uh, we we love to hear stories of a life of somebody who's been changed. Wow. Yes. I, I of course I have hundreds of stories. <laughs> so, uh, so I personally, I've been walking through the program with at least 400 or 500 people now uh, wow. because uh, it, it's been 15 years and I've been doing it practically all the time. So there are many stories to pick from. Um, I, uh, so, so let me pick a very, ordinary story of course we have very dramatic stories of very dramatic life change with families yeah. being uh, reconciled and and people saying my life is completely transformed there are fortunately quite a number of those stories but 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 let me give also a, a very typical story of of um, and i can give the name for this one because she has gone public with this story her name is lou Thank very you. very what you could say, normal person, lovely person growing up under normal circumstances, uh, also in a Christian family, actually, but developed uh, an inferiority, inferiority complex quite early on in her life. So she simply did not love herself, and she doubted that God loved her. She doubted that other people loved her. If you looked at her life from the outside, you would just say that's a normal person. 
normal lovely person in a lovely marriage yes. but this was this was simply um poisoning her life this was poisoning her quality of of life so she decided to go on a course and and she she just said that uh when she she dreaded the moment where she would have to say in a group setting I am Lou and I am working on low self-esteem. Uh, she thought her whole world would collapse by saying that. But she experienced the complete opposite, that by saying that, she had the first sense of freedom, actually, uh, just saying it aloud to a group of people who didn't respond back, who didn't have any reactions to her, but just accepted that that was her, that was what she was dealing with. And and she went through the process. It changed her relationship to God, her relationship to herself, and her relationship to her husband and other people. So she's very uh, clear that she says, this little thing yes. was a big, big thing in my life. It corrupted my life. So, so she would say, Steps has actually totally transformed my marriage, my relationship to myself, my relationship to God and to other people as well. And also... She didn't really dare to take promotions at her job, but since that she was then, she dared to kind of uh, <laughs> receive a promotion and, and grow in responsibility in her That's job. amazing. So whilst so, you say that uh, Lou was a normal, ordinary person, this wasn't dramatic, you know, and there are many stories of whole tra- families being uh, transformed by the STEPS program, actually, yeah. this small thing in her life, uh, as she overcame it, Actually, it was really transformative for her. Exactly. So, so the small story in in this case is really a big story, and and that's quite typical for steps. That's quite typically what we experience, or what people talk about when they talk about their experience of going on the steps course. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, uh, in this current situation of uh, the coronavirus, obviously we're we're operating as churches in a whole new world. Um, of social distancing, most churches around the world not being able to meet physically at this time. Um, and providentially, you've just uh, transitioned the STEPS program so it can be run completely online by a local church. So uh, uh, this is really remarkable, Lars. Could you, could you just tell us uh, a, a, a little overview of how it works? So if a, there's a church leader listening and they're thinking, wow, I would love to run STEPS. Um, but actually, in the current climate, I'm unable to. Um, actually, how could you help them run this um, virtually? Yeah, so it really is a providence of God uh, because we have just completed a, a full steps course online. That was before the coronavirus. Uh, we simply just decided to try it out. How would that work? And the feedback from the people has been tremendous, uh, just as we would experience it on a normal steps course, which is why we feel quite confident that this actually will work very well. So if there are anyone who wants to do this, they simply just need to get in touch with us because we have developed uh, the whole program to be able to do it online and also developed a manual so people can simply be taken through step by step what, what is needed. Yes. And all the resources will be facilitated uh, uh, and given to people for free online as well. So right. it's uh, very accessible uh, and uh, people simply just need to get in touch. Go into yeah. stepscourse.org and uh, get in touch with us uh, through uh, the website and then uh, we will <clears throat> take it from there. Yeah. And, you know, incredible gifts of technology that we can now um, do training on video online and 
host conversations online. Um, you know, imagine imagine if this virus had hit 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago, um, we would have been completely paralysed. But it's exciting to see how the, the local church around the world is really innovative and creative and finding ways to do what it does, you know, in this, this new world we're living in. It is amazing, isn't it? Uh, to see the creativity and also to see the number of people being reached. As far as we can see uh, in, in our church, uh, we are actually reaching more people now than we did when we were <laughs> a live church. So it's quite remarkable uh, to, to experience that. Yeah, and you are part of the leadership of uh, Christchurch London, led by a very good friend of mine, David Stroud. And uh, yes, that's so what, correct. Just, just in a nutshell, before, before we sign off, tell us what's happening at Christchurch at the moment that's exciting. Well, uh, we are excited about this whole going online thing, which, of course, is not something that we chose, but we were forced to do it. Uh, and we chose to do it immediately. So we actually haven't had any break in church activities, but um, immediately we went online with both Alpha, with uh, our church services and with our connect groups uh, and our prayer ministry. So so all, uh, and pastoral care as well. So all of our uh, activities uh, went online immediately. Of course, we are fortunate that in the sense that we are serving a quite young church. So in a way, they were, they were ready for a moment like this. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so that, I guess, made it easier. And we have uh, quite a, a remarkable comms team as well who were just ready to start producing these things immediately. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's us. That's that's how we have responded to the situation. And now we are thinking about how can we, how can we serve uh, our community even better uh, through our food bank and uh, through our uh, local church services. Uh, yeah. al already now they are reaching out in many different ways, and we are supporting uh, uh, local initiatives. Uh, and uh, we are just looking at how can we expand that in, uh, that endeavor right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful to see the creativity within local churches, you know, who are just just jumped online, but also are jumping into their communities. And uh, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. These are challenging times, um, sometimes moments of despair and struggle, but there is hope. And uh, we, God will find a way uh for us uh big churches small churches uh that we will be perhaps coming out of this even greater agents of transformation and change Lars, thank you so much for joining me on the talking transformation podcast today it's been great to have you uh with us and uh we look forward to working much more closely with you in the future goodbye for now thanks for having me